Thank you for supporting the Ministry of Victory Outreach International. We pray this message challenges, ignites faith, and that God would fan the flame that will produce a harvest of souls throughout the world. Acts chapter 19 of the book of Acts. Acts chapter 19. And this is where we left off last uh, Sunday morning. And in chapter 19 of the book of Acts, beginning in verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto then, what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hand upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord Jesus, this morning we come before you once again, and we pray that you may make the word real to our hearts. We know that your word has changing power, is able to transform us into your likeness. And I pray that throughout this entire day, you may continue to speak to your people and let your Holy Spirit have full control of everything that we say and do. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. This morning, I would like to continue to speak on the subject of the Holy Spirit. The last time that we were together, I spoke on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we also prayed for those that needed the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the reason why I feel it's important for us to continue to speak on the subject of the Holy Spirit is because of the emphasis we're studying the book of Acts, and we're able to see the emphasis that Paul gives concerning the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit within our lives. Now you notice here in chapter 19 of Acts that as soon as Paul met these disciples, we mentioned that he noticed that there was something missing within their lives. And the message that he proclaimed to these disciples were, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? In other words, Paul was asking them, have you received the fullness of the Spirit within your life? And he's also asking them, are you walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit? And you're able to see, this is the, the secret, or you're able to see why Paul was so effective throughout the book of Acts. You see Paul moving and doing great spiritual exploits, God using him in such a powerful way, taking cities, laying his hand on the sick, and they recover, casting out demons. In fact, in this chapter, 
we actually see him, uh, the Lord using him in such a powerful way in casting out demons and also laying his hands on the sick and they being healed. In fact, let's read some of it. It says over here in verse 10, And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelled in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks, and God wrought spiritual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and disease departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Now you talk about this describes a miraculous ministry that Paul had. And the reason why he was able to have this miraculous ministry, supernatural ministry in his life, was because he recognized that it was important to be filled with the Spirit, to have the fullness of the Holy Spirit within his life. And this is why for us this morning, it is important for us to recognize that if we're going to do anything for God, if we're going to be able to accomplish the calling that God has placed on our lives of not only reaching our local communities, but also reaching the world, we need the fullness of the Holy Spirit within our lives. Not only for world evangelism, but even for living an overcoming Christian life. If you want to live an overcoming Christian life, if you want to produce the fruit of the Spirit in your life, then you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need the person of the Holy Spirit and to recognize the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, the Holy Spirit, the Bible uh, uh, describes the, him as a person, not only as a person, but the Holy Spirit, the, the Bible brings out what the Holy Spirit is or who the Holy Spirit is. First of all, it brings out the Holy Spirit as our teacher and John, you don't have to turn to it, but John chapter 14 and verse 26, we find the Bible brings out the person of the Holy Spirit as a teacher. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, he, he is the one that guides us. In John chapter 16, he's the convictor. He's the one that convicts us. In John chapter 16 also, he's the comforter. In Acts chapter 15, he's our cleanser. He's the one that cleans us and purifies us. In Romans chapter 8, he's our intercessor. He prays for us, intercedes for us. It says he intercedes in areas that we don't even know of. In uh, Romans chapter 8, he's also our helper. In uh, Acts uh, 2 and 4 and Acts chapter 8 and verse 30, uh, nine, he's also our miracle worker. In Acts chapter 8, he's our commander. In John uh, chapter 1, he's our, a gentleman. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16, he's our enabler. He enables us to effectively do the work of the ministry. In Hebrews chapter 11, he's the creator. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, he is our motivator. He is the one that motivates us, motivates us and the one that gives us the desire to do the work of the ministry and to even serve God with gladness. So, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, in being filled with the Spirit, 
The Bible speaks about that in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. It tells us, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit, we need to recognize this morning that it's a command. God has never intended for us to live a life pleasing to Him without the person of the Holy Spirit. It is impossible to please God. The only way we could please Him is when we have the Holy Spirit living in our lives and moving in our lives. So it's a command to be filled with the Spirit, and not only to be filled with the Spirit a one-time shot, but to keep on being filled with the Spirit every day. And many Christians don't know what it is to really live a Spirit-filled life. That's sad, because the only way that we develop character, and the only way that we're able to bear fruit, is as we are able to yield our lives to the person of the Holy Spirit. As we yield our lives to the Holy Spirit, then we're able to produce fruit and the Holy Spirit produces character within us. In other words, spiritual backbone. And some people don't have spiritual backbone because they haven't yielded their lives to the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit means to be to kept filled with the Spirit moment by moment. It's a continual work. Being filled with the Spirit 10 years ago is not good enough for today. To be filled with the Spirit means to be controlled by the Spirit. And I wonder how many of us this morning are really controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has full control of your life. We find it in the example of Jesus. Jesus was totally, throughout his earthly ministry, he was totally controlled by the person of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Mark chapter 1 and verse 12, And immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. Jesus was totally controlled by the power and by the person of the Holy Spirit. To be filled by the Holy Spirit is to be controlled, moved, driven by the Spirit. And when we're not under the control of the Holy Spirit, what happens is we grieve and also quench the person of the Holy Spirit. And this is why there are people that are very unhappy in their Christian experience. Do you ever sense when you do something out of God's will that you feel something inside? You feel something like, uh, we call it conviction. But what the Holy Spirit does, the Holy Spirit first of all is grieved every time we move out of God's divine will. And the Holy Spirit is also quenched. And as the Holy Spirit is quenched, and since He resides inside of us, you can't help but feel it. To grieve the Holy Spirit means to feel sorrow. Somehow there's a sadness inside of you like if, if someone died. And that's the way the Holy Spirit feels when you're moving out of the will of God, when you sin against God, the Holy Spirit is grieved. And then the Holy Spirit is also quenched when we restrict Him from doing what He wants to do 
within our lives. And do you know that the sad part about it is this, that many people don't understand that God has a personal divine destiny for us. Throughout the ministry, as the years have gone by, I've seen so many people with so great potential. I've seen men and women with tremendous potential with the hand of God upon their lives, but somewhere along the line, they were diverted from doing what God wanted them to do. And there are many that have short-circuited their ministry. There are many that have even fallen back into the world. Many that have never experienced and accomplished God's perfect will for their lives. And that is sad. And in fact, there are even some people that don't even understand and recognize that there is a divine destiny for them, that there is a, a perfect will for their lives. I believe with all of my heart that every person that is here this morning, God has a divine plan for you. There's a special plan that God has for you. In fact, that's the way I, I live my life. I live my life recognizing and I'm always looking for pitfalls. You know what pitfalls I'm looking for? Because the enemy is always, always trying to divert me. One way or other, he always tries to divert us from following his perfect will. And we need to recognize that when you move out of the will of God, you're miserable. You lose the joy. You, you lose the happiness. You lose the peace. You lose everything the Bible speaks about because we're not under the control of the Holy Spirit anymore. The only way that you're able to experience all the, the fullness and, and the blessings that come with the fullness of the Spirit in your life is when you're under the control of the Holy Spirit, when you're totally committed to the person of the Holy Spirit. And this takes commitment. Commitment. We need to commit ourselves this morning that I am not going to live in the flesh, but I am going to live by the power and the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That takes commitment. Probably You're listening to Living in Victory with Pastor Sonny Argonzoni, your weekly podcast. I know you're enjoying today's message. We would love to hear how these podcasts are blessing your life. Connect with us today at SonnyArgonzoni.org. The problem that we have is that we don't make that commitment. We sometimes just want it to happen. And we experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit and say, okay, I'm in the Lord's hands and Lord, do whatever you want. But we haven't committed ourselves. To walk in the Holy Spirit is to walk with Jesus every day. And to walk with Jesus every day, it takes commitment and it takes discipline. If you want the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life, then you have to commit yourself to pray every day. You got to get up, even though the body tells you the flesh is always contrary to the Spirit. And the flesh will tell you, I don't want to pray. But you have to take control of the flesh and say, yes, I am going to pray. Because I have committed myself and I recognize that by myself I can't serve God. I need the fullness of the Holy Spirit within my life. So we need to make that commitment. And there are many here this morning that have not made that commitment to yield their lives and experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit within their lives. 
And because of that, they're void of, of understanding, they're, they're void of the power, they're void of all the, the benefits that come from a, a person that is totally saturated with the Holy Spirit and that is living a Spirit-filled life. Now, in conclusion, I want you to turn with me to the book of John, and I want to show you something here, how the enemy works. John, the last chapter of the book of John, John chapter 21. And this is a very familiar passage, but it has a whole lot of meaning. meaning. When you have it, say amen. John chapter 21. I've read this over and over again, and I see here in the passage a tremendous danger that Peter was in. In fact, Peter was at the crossroads within his life. He could have lost out on God's divine destiny if he was disobedient. And we find over here, it says in chapter 21, beginning in verse 1, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise he showed he himself. Now, that was after his resurrection, he was showing himself to the disciples. And you remember that Peter had problems. Peter, I want you to look at me for a moment. Peter, as long as he was with Jesus, walking with Jesus, he was all right. As long as he walked with Jesus, he, he felt confident, he had power, he was able to walk on the water, he was able to do the miraculous. He spoke in a miraculous way, he acted in a miraculous way, his thoughts were miraculous, everything about him was miraculous because he walked with Jesus. But as soon as he was separated from Jesus, we see another Peter, a Peter that is full of fear, he denies the Lord as soon as he's separated from Jesus. And then all of a sudden here we find that he becomes impatient. And you know that the reason why we move out of God's will is because sometimes of frustration and impatience. We're not willing to wait upon the Lord. He that waiteth upon the Lord shall renew his strength. We need to wait for God's timing. God never promised that it was going to be a bed of roses. He says, in this world ye shall have tribulations. And there are circumstances that come against us that we, don't, we dislike. But those circumstances that come against us that are not favorable are the circumstances that are building character in us as we put our trust and confidence in Him. And as we rely on an all-knowing God that knows what's best for us. See, we need to have that, that confidence and that assurance that my life is in Jesus Christ and come what may, God is faithful. Peter blew it over here. In fact, Peter, the Lord had called him to be a fisher of men. He called him from his old occupation of uh, being a fisherman and called him to be a fisher of men. And over here in verse 3 it says, Peter saith unto them, I go fishing. In other words, I'm going back to my old occupation. 
He had no business going back to his old occupation because God had another purpose for him. There was another plan, divine plan, that God had for him. See, Jesus knew all along that in spite of all the, the mistakes of Peter, in spite of all of his failures, Jesus knew all along that there was going to be an upper room experience. That there was going to be the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus looked at Peter, Jesus looked at, at Peter, uh, 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 Peter of the future, that under the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit, he was going to preach on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 souls were going to get saved. Jesus looked and was able to see the tremendous potential in this man if only he would surrender and yield his life to him and follow the leading of the Spirit in his life. But Peter was just like you and I, got very impatient. He went ahead and went fishing. And then it says that he also influenced other people as well. Every time you get out of the will of God, not only is your life influenced in a negative way, but also you influence other people as well. You could either influence people a good way, or you could influence people in, 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 in a negative way. And here he influences all the disciples. He was a leader, and they all followed him. But it tells us something very interesting in verse 3, that they fished all night, and they caught nothing. They were fruitless. And I want to tell you this. If the Lord has laid his hand upon your life and God has a divine plan for you, you are going to be fruitless until you recognize that you are your need of him and until you align your will with the will of God. For instance, I know that I know that I'm where I'm supposed to be. I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be right where I am right now, and that's the anointing the Lord has given to me. Whether you like it or not, that's the anointing the Lord has given to me. You know, there are some people who don't realize that. They say, well, some people think that, you know, oh, this, that Brother Sonny, or, or maybe they dislike the way I say this, or I do that, or whatever, you know, you know, the Lord hasn't called us to win a popularity contest. And we're all different. God uses all kinds of weird people. But I'll tell you this, this is why he says, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm, because he calls people, he chooses people. And then as long as that person stays on the way and stays plugged, even if you can make mistakes and blunders and disappointments and moments of discouragements and even moments of failure, but if that person recognizes and says, I'm, I'm, I'm not staying on the way, I'm, I know I recognize that I need to be in God's divine will, then God blesses that person. God blesses that person. What do you think God has blessed this ministry? We've had people at times that have said, oh, that's gonna, that ministry's going to fall apart. And they, I, I know a lot of people that have gone out and they're regretting right now Guys that had tremendous opportunity because they wanted the fast route. They figured I could do it by myself and I could take a shortcut and I'll go over here and I'll work with this ministry or that ministry or that church. And then they look back, they're doing nothing. And all of a sudden this ministry keeps on going forward and, and forward and, and forward and forward and, 
and greater things God doing through this ministry. Why is it? Because we're flowing in the anointing and the calling of God within our lives. Now we get out of that. We get out of that. We, we get out of what we're talking about here, world evangelism. We get out of discipleship. And if we try to become the first Assembly of God church down the block and try to change everything and get out of God's will, then it becomes a disaster. And we become fruitless and we're headed for failure because we haven't recognized that, that, that we need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit within our lives. Peter failed to recognize that God had called him. And even though he felt very impatient, and even though it was hard times, and even though he had blundered, even though he had make, made mistakes, even though he experienced failure, nevertheless, God is still faithful to his promises. And when Peter went out and tried to do it on his own, he utterly failed. But what happened, it's just like Jesus teaching him a lesson, and all of a sudden Jesus comes on the scene. It says in verse 5, Then Jesus saith unto them, it says, when the morning was now come, verse 4, now come Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. And then Jesus saith unto them, I like the way he said that, children, and they were children too, acting like children. Children, have ye any meat? I think he was capping on them, you know. <laughs> Just like coming, children, Peter, have you caught anything? Have you been successful on your own? Have you been able to accomplish anything under the energy and the power of the flesh? And then they answered him. Notice what they said? No. And then he went ahead and he says in a moment, saying, oh, just look at the difference. Look at the difference between uh, uh, flesh energy in operation and, and, and Holy Spirit energy. All of a sudden he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. Now what did they do? As soon as they obeyed God, as soon as they followed the leading of God, they cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. And then all of a sudden in verse 7, as soon as they obeyed the Lord, the disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, that's John saying to Peter, it is the Lord. So you could see the difference between when you are energized by the flesh and you're operating under the energy of the flesh and out of the will of God and operating under the direction of the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you this, I don't want to ever, I tell my wife that, I says, we don't want to ever, 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 ever get out of the, of the leading and the will of the Holy Spirit, the will of God for our lives. It is sad when we are diverted. And listen, in the enemy, I want to tell you this, there are some of you that the enemy can't get you to fall with another woman. The enemy can't get you back to drugs. You know, there's some, some of us that are beyond that. He can't get us back to drugs, can't get back to this. But you know what he'll do? He'll try to divert you somehow to lose direction, a sense of direction. And if you lose a sense of direction, then you become fruitless. 
then you become ineffective. Then you have been neutralized. And then you begin to lose all the joy and the happiness and the effectiveness and the power and the manifestation of God working through you because somewhere along the line you were diverted and got out of God's perfect will. We pray that this message has encouraged you to grow in your walk with God. To hear more messages, visit www.visionintlstore.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.